Hello everyone and thank you all for joining me today. I wanted to talk about doing our job, the importance of being faithful and being loyal and doing it. Because today as I was in the book of 2 Samuel 12, Well, we all know that David was a great king and he was considered to be a man after God's own heart. That is such a special reputation because those who are in the Lord and those who are actually striving to be in the Lord, they want that same reputation. They want the privileges. They want the reputation that says that they are favored by God and that God will prosper their way and God will move mountains for them if needs be. And so David was a righteous man and he was loyal, so faithful and so loyal that when King Saul was after his life to kill David. David said that he's not going to touch King Saul because he knew that God had anointed Saul and God chose him. And even whenever the people around David was telling David to kill him, David said no. And so David... You can tell before he even became king, he lived a life and he was a shepherd and he knew how to play an instrument. And so we knew we know that David didn't start being righteous and he wasn't just good after he became king, but he was good and he was righteous before he even became king. So let's bring the story back. In chapter 11, there was a woman named Bathsheba. And for the most part, I'm pretty sure you all have heard about that story where Bathsheba was a man named Uriah's wife. And Uriah was in the army of King David. He was a servant of King David. He was in the army. He was fighting on behalf of Israel. And one day, you know, everybody else went out to battle. But King David didn't go to battle. And he was actually supposed to because the Bible referenced it and said this was a time where the kings went out. And He decided to stay back in Jerusalem. He decided to tarry. And as he was tarrying, he was on the top of his roof. And he saw this beautiful woman named Bathsheba bathing herself. And she was very, very beautiful. And he basically sent servants 
to go and find out who this woman is, who this beautiful woman is. And then after that, he sent servants to bring the woman to King David after he found out who she was. So, of course, he slept with her. He laid with her. And she was already married. And then she basically was pregnant. She basically sent word back to King David saying, I'm pregnant. And after King David heard it, he decided to make a plan. And he decided to, okay, let me get her husband. And as he decided to call her husband from the battle, he was basically trying to let her husband sleep with his wife so that it can look like he was the one who got her pregnant and not King David. So in the midst of all of that, um, King David was trying to tell him, you know, go home, go to sleep, go, go lay, go home, just take a rest, go lie down. And Uriah was like, you know, I can't do that. Basically, how can I forsake the people who I'm fighting with and, and none of them get are laying, none of them can be comfortable in their own house. So I, I'm not going to do that either. So basically he was real, he was loyal to the he was loyal to David and he was loyal to David's captain, Joab, in the matter that he didn't want to be comfortable, but he wanted to finish his job that he was called to do. So David saw the man's faithfulness and David basically said, OK, I have a plan. I'm going to allow this man to be in one of the, the toughest, the most violent battle I'm gonna put him in the forefront and he's gonna die and that's what ended up happening so to fast forward Uriah died and word was sent to King David that he died and you know his wife she was mourning over the loss of her husband and after the mourning period was over um, King David sent her to come be with him basically to make him one of his wives and that was in 2nd Samuel 11 with Bathsheba and David so now Bathsheba is with child and King David he basically you know he did all of that in secret he did all of that in secret so we know that whenever we are doing our job, if we are faithful behind closed doors, then we are going to be faithful in public. God is going to make room. He's going to show that however we are on the inside, he is going to manifest that on the outside. Or however we are, whatever we are doing, nothing is hid before the eyes of God. So God really wants our hearts he is working to perfect us to make us whole to make us complete without lacking anything and God wants those small things those small things that would get us in trouble and separate it from him he wants 
those things to be cut off so that we can have access to him forever. He wants us to have life and to have it more abundantly. It's not the will of the Lord that we perish. It's not the will of the Lord that we depart from him and be separated and tormented forever. So, he's telling us to, whatever, if we are doing our job, then he's going to reward us. He's going to reward those who diligently seek him. He's telling us that if we obey, then we're going to see his hand. We're going to see his promises fulfilled. The promises that he have specifically for each and every single one of us. Now, getting back to the story. Bathsheba, she was pregnant. And King David, of course, you know, whenever men sin or whenever people sin, they don't believe anybody see them. So this is what happened. God sent Nathan, Nathan the prophet to tell David a message. And the message consisted of Nathan telling a story about a, a lamb, an eel lamb. And he was telling a story like King David. There was a rich man and there was a poor man. And the rich man had everything he had so much. He had more than he needed. He had so much abundance. He wasn't lacking anything. And the poor man, he didn't have anything. He didn't have anything. And he found a lamb. He decided to, the poor man found a lamb. He decided to take the lamb in like his own lamb. And he decided to... feed the lamb and make the lamb drink and it's like the lamb was like the man's daughter was how Nathan the prophet explained it and he said now there was a traveler who basically came and he came to be with the rich man and the rich man was preparing a dinner for this traveler and instead of choosing one of his sheep, one of his flocks, one of his good goods, and instead of choosing the upon the thousand and thousands or millions that the rich man already had to choose from, he decided to take the only thing that the poor man had, which was the, the lamb, which was everything to the poor man. He decided to take his, his property, his possession, his own thing. And basically, whenever... David heard that story he got very angry and he basically said well the rich man he deserves to die but Nathan the prophet as he when he was telling David David didn't even realize the the story what was what he was saying was about him so basically the ending of that was Nathan prophesied and he basically says, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I anointed you king over Israel, and I delivered you out of the hand of Saul, and I gave you your master's house and your master's wives into your bosom, and gave you the house of Israel and of Judah, 
and that had been too little. I would more over have given unto you such and such things. Wherefore, you have despised the commandment of the Lord to do evil in his sight. And you have killed Uriah the Hittite with the sword and has taken his wife to be your wife and has slain him with the sword of the children of Ammon. Now, therefore, the sword shall never depart from your house because you have despised me and has taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your wife. Thus saith the Lord, behold, I will raise up evil against you out of your own house and I will take your wives before your own eyes and give them unto your neighbor and he shall lie with your wives in the sight of the sun. For thou did it secretly, David, you did it in secret, but I will do this thing before all Israel and before the sun. So even though you did this thing in secret, I'm going to make it known. I'm going to publicize it for you. And basically, that's what God is saying to all of us. And after this, you know, King David, he was a righteous man. He was a righteous man. But yes, he committed this act of sin that grieved the Lord. God was displeased. God was displeased with what he had done. He was displeased in the fact that he killed a man that he had no business killing. And so because of this, God basically told King David, because you did this thing, now, you know, stuff is going to happen in your own house, which is why we can see after the fact, you know, there was a whole bunch of crazy stuff happening in the house of King David, his sons turning on him, the kingdom being, you know, taken from him by his sons, um, them sleeping with his wives and just, you know, different things started to occur after this, his sons being unfaithful, his sons being killed, just a whole bunch of stuff, his sons, his son raping his daughter who was a virgin and so we see how everything played out but God still had mercy on the house of David because he still allowed his sons to reign the the God said that the scepter of the scepter will not depart out of the house of Judah and God kept his word with that and that it did not depart out of the house of David. And even when God referenced things now, he he references David and he references Abraham. So we can tell that King David, even after this, still had a good reputation, even though that thing was bad. After that, you know, David's the David, the son who he had with Bathsheba, the first one, the child died and David knew why the child had died he knew that what he did was wrong and he knew that God was righteous and he was merciful and God was just so he accepted that and guess what he did after he repented he repented he worshiped the Lord he he knew God was merciful and so in our unfaithfulness we have we have the ability in our unfaithfulness to allow bad things to occur to the other people around us. In our unfaithfulness, we have the ability to bring upon a curse 
about the people around us in our unfaithfulness we are stripping ourselves away from the things that we need and that the things that we truly that we truly need in order to get the job done because it's not going to get any easier so we need everything that God is going to give us. We need the peace. We need the soundness of mind. We need it because the joy of the Lord is our strength. But if we are unfaithful, then those promises we won't have access to. And it's true that God does reign on the just and the unjust. And he's good to the evil and the unthankful. But we don't want to be classified as evil or unthankful. And even in the midst of, you know, if that is a classification, then it's possible to turn and repent and worship the Lord. And remember that, you know, if we turn away and if we are truly sorry and if we truly desire to not commit the same sins and go forward in a different direction, then God is just and he is merciful to forgive us. So it's important for us to be good examples, for us to do our jobs, because people, there is people in the world who needs, they are looking for hope, they need Jesus, and it's possible for us to be that example so that people, whenever they stand before God, they can't say that God isn't good because God sends people out, He He warns people. And hell is enlarging herself every single day, every single second. People are just dying. So God wants us to make the right decision. And he wants us to seek for repentance because the time is now. The time is at hand. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. And God wants us to be faithful people. So thank you all for tuning in with me today.